please be advised. Spoiler alert episode. Spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Hey everybody, what's up? It's a comedy film nerd spoiler episode number forty-three. It's pretty exciting. We got a new guest to new do the guest, spoiler episode too. New guest, new movie to spoil. What, what are the what are the rules on the spoiler episode? Oh, I'm glad you asked me, Chris. Uh, spoiler app. If you haven't ever listened to one before, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you, we will talk about every aspect of this movie, including the ending. So we usually start with it. We usually start with the ending. So if you haven't seen the movie, hit pause. Go watch the movie and then come back. Um, so we're going to get it. We're, today we're talking about Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. And our guest is a comic that I've done a couple shows with. The first time I met you, well, let me introduce you. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Tiffany Hadishaw. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm here. Now he can talk about me in my face. <laughs> <laughs> I first met you two years ago. I did the the Ice House Chronicles show. And we, we were... Um, uh, we are doing the earbuds, the podcasting documentary. So they were, mm-hmm. we are interviewing everybody, Red Band, Joe Rogan, and you were there and we interviewed you. And I think everyone was a little high. Yeah, I even got, <laughs> most definitely. I, <laughs> did I queef? <laughs> <laughs> I queef when I'm high. I Sorry. No, I don't think we got that on <laughs> okay, camera. Okay, good. <laughs> um, but I... Uh, we ADR'd it. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to lose that. That's gold. That's gold. That'll help us sell a lot of downloads. So, uh, yeah, because it was funny because the crew, we had been shooting... That was like our maybe our th- first week of shooting. Mm-hmm. And the crew was... I don't smoke weed or drink, but the mm. crew was laughing because they saw me start to get a contact high. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I remember interviewing you... And you were talking about Tom Likas or something. You were just rambling. Was, oh, I remember that footage. It was fucking now. hilarious. Yeah. Um, didn't make it oh, in the yeah. final cut. Oh, thank you so much. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I got edited. I'm on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I had a question. When you guys did the Ice House Chronicles, um, did Tiffany have her own perfume then? Oh, no. Wow, Chris. What a, what a, what a peculiar question you would ask. <laughs> because Tiffany Haddish now has her own perfume. It's called Success. She ready. (laughs) She is ready for success. Yes. (laughs) Basically, I took all the old perfumes that I had on my sink. You know how girls are. We keep like perfume Mm -hmm. bottles and it'd be just a little bit. So I mixed them all together and was like, oh, I like this scent. And then I went online to try to see if I could find like a chemist or somebody to make this for me. And then I found this thing called um, (laughs) scentmatchers.com. And... Why wouldn't that be on the internet? Yeah. The internet is amazing. It yes. is ama- an amazing place. I thought when you first came and started talking, Tiffany- oh, she's doing a bit. Yeah, yeah. There's no, no way this no, is real. No, this is real. No, this is real. They made the bottle. <laughs> they Are put a the label on it for me and everything. Yeah, and I just said I like the way this smells. This smells. This smells. And this smells. And then they put it all together and they made my scent success. So now you do you sell this after shows? Um, I haven't started. This is the first. This is the first one. This is a prototype. This is the pro- Prototype yeah, bottle? so that's why I wanted to. You, nobody said I smelled good when I walked in, but that's cool because it's probably mixed with the hint of Newport. But <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I was smelling. I was like, "Well, wow, those, those some tasty Newports. Those Newports smell like success." 
But so this is prototype success in a bottle. Yes, prototype success in a bottle. Um, my friends were saying I should do because I'm also known as the last black unicorn. So they were saying that I should How make it like because I'm the last black. I'm a magical creature, sir. I am magical, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Thank you for keeping this formal. Point of order, sir. The point of order, Miss Haddish. I am a magical Thank creature. I'm a magical you creature. will give me the proper respect. That part due to all mythical creatures. Yes. And or legends. Right. Because, see, a unicorn is a beautiful creature. Yes, and ma'am. it's very friendly. And can only and be it, tamed by a virgin. Right. And or, and or a rich man. <laughs> oh, well, I am neither. This is a problem. And, and a unicorn will let you touch it and be kind to you if you're kind to it. But if you do something messed up to the unicorn, it will stab you in the heart with its horn. And that's me. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> so... Well, as you said in this, are you going to have a unicorn scent? Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking about doing one for uh, a unisex one called the Last Black Unicorn. (laughs) Success. (laughs) Then do one that's called uh, We Ready. uh, Which is also a unisex male. And then do a He Ready, which is a man musk cologne. (laughs) And that'll be when I get me a boyfriend. I'm going to steal all his colognes off his counter and or dresser and mix all those together. And go to scentmatcher.com. <laughs> go to scentmatcher.com and make a lovely man musk. Yeah. <laughs> well, since, you know what's weird? That makes perfect sense to me. Well, no, no. Here's <laughs> what I'm getting at, Chris. We're in a garage full of merchandise. I want to sell Success She Ready. I want to get this unicorn musk. Will you I'll, sign the bottles? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, I will sign bottles. Maybe I'll queef inside each one. <laughs> So there's a hint of the breath of God in there because that's what a queef is the breath of God <laughs> the breath of God yes <laughs> oh uh, well this right. is exciting fair enough I've never we've never done a perfume pitch at the top of a spoiler app nope we but, gotta start but what's but, weird I feel like it won't be the last yeah. no I, it's just, this room smells amazing yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. finally with this room smells like success yeah <laughs> I mean, Instead shouldn't everyone? Wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't make sure you she like doesn't leave like, with that bottle. If you knew you had a business meeting or you knew something, you were going to go do something big and challenging for the day, wouldn't you want to just have a spritz of success before you go out? <laughs> of course. You know, I yes. like to have a drink of success every morning. I uh, make me a glass of green tea and I have a cup that says success on it. And it's at that point, a cup of success. <laughs> And I drink my cup of success before I go to work. And then I have a fantastic day. That's yeah. outstanding. And, mm-hmm. and when I don't have my success, it's a fucked up day. <laughs> Sorry for cursing, but it's the no, truth. You can swear. It's all it's okay. right. It's the internet. So now. I also have a lotion. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I didn't success. know we were having some sort of an Amway type, yeah, this is type scenario. <laughs> Do you have Tupperware in there too? I also, I also have condoms. Yeah. <laughs> she ready condoms that I poke holes in because she ready to get pregnant. It has my face on it and right where my mole is at, I poke a little pinhole in it. <laughs> Sell those three for five dollars at the end of every comedy show. And I say, be safe, girl. And if you're not, name it after me. Oh my God. <laughs> that you're gonna sell a shit ton of merch after your yeah, show. There's Tiffany. no question. You gotta get on the road and start moving some units. You that know what part, I'm saying? Yes. You have no competition. No one's selling perfumes and lotions after shows. That part, nor condoms with holes in them. No one's selling that. <laughs> so so now you are, well, you're doing a sitcom. You're on the, the Carmichael's, yes, right? Yes, the Carmichael show. Yes, How is that ABC. going? It's going great. Uh, ratings are pretty darn good Because it so just far. came out? It just premiered like a week and a half ago, okay. yeah. 
Yeah, and it was good. Six million views. Oh, great. And um, yeah, they said it was the number one rated comedy in 12 years on a Sunday in the history of uh, NBC. Oh, that's In the last great. 12 years. So, yeah, that's pretty good. And how did you get it? You said you had an interest. Oh, I said, yes. did you audition so, for this? And you're like, let me no, tell you. Let me started. tell you when we start. So, how I got that job was I was already working on a series with Tyler Perry called If Loving You Was Wrong. And I was kind of hemmed up in that. And um, I really wanted to audition for that show because my friend Little Rev was doing it. And he was telling me about it. I was like, man, I want to get on that show. And he was like, Tiff, they, I don't know why they ain't called you in. So I asked my agent. They're like, yeah, we tried, but they're not doing it. I don't know why they're not having you in. So then I run into Gerard at the movie theater, at the Chinese movie theater at this place called Inside Jokes. They have a comedy show mm-hmm. there. Every yeah, week. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I run into him there and I walk up to him and I say, Gerard, I'm so proud of you. You know, great job on your special and congratulations on the pilot and good job hiring Little Real. That's my friend. Like, that's like my brother. So good looking out right there. And he's like, oh, thanks, thanks. And I was like, yeah, but it's real disrespectful how you didn't ask me to come in an audition or nothing. I find that really messed up. I mean, come on, man. You tell me you like my comedy. You tell me you respect my talent and all that and you don't even let me come in and audition for you that's messed up but if you need any help with anything you let me know okay I am here to be of service All right, just think of me as a servant I'm here I'll help you run lines a PA stand in whatever because I'm unemployed right now till we go back next summer so you let me know and he was like okay so then two weeks later I get a phone call the girl that they did hire for the part was doing a play Okay, so I get a phone call and they asked me if I would come in and just do the table read because she wasn't available to do the table read for the network. So I go in and do the table read. I walk in there like, you know, just do my little job and leave. And then they say, hey, great job in the table read. Do you think you can come in and help us rehearse? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. That's like, yeah, till she gets back. Not a problem. So I help them rehearse for like three days in a row. I'm rehearsing with Loretta Devine, David Allen Greer. I'm working with Gerard Carter, Michael, my homeboy, Little Rahari, and Amber West Stevens from Greek. Like, I'm like, this is a dream come true and I'm not getting paid (laughs) I didn't ask for any money or anything I was just being of service right so then the girl comes back and I had to audition for the Craig Robinson show which was being filmed right across the way Mm -hmm. and it was for the role that Megan Goods played played in the show right so I'm dressed up to the nines I got my Spanx on got my little dress on got the little four inch heels got my hair done makeup like wop I'm beat right she ready okay (laughs) for success Got four different perfumes on. I'm killing it. <laughs> so I go over there, audition. I, do, I think I do a good job. And then I'm like, well, let me go run over and see how real doing and let them see me all cute, right? So I run over to the stage and they're like, oh my God, Tiffany, it's so good to see. Oh, you look amazing. Ah, oh, like, right? And so then I'm like, okay, thank you guys. Bye. And I leave. An hour later, I get a phone call asking me if I want the job. Oh, and I'm wow. like, Thank you. Wow. And it's so funny because a girl came up to me and I've worked with her before and we was doing a sketch show for CBS and every time they would, the writers would write a sketch for her and they'd be like, well, let's see Tiffany do it. And then I would do it. They would give it to me. Give me the sketch, right? So, <laughs> so then she comes up to me. She's like, thank you so much for, um, you know, standing in for me. Right, this is before I get the phone call, right? Thank you for standing in for me. I really appreciate you doing, you know, doing that for me. Thanks for the support. But I got this. And I was like, okay. I'm not here to take nothing. Bye. (laughs) And then I get a phone call. They just give it to me. (laughs) And that's called being prepared. (laughs) Turns out she didn't got this. She didn't. She wasn't ready. 
she should have done a little spritz but, of success. Yeah, she should have yeah. had a spritz of success. <laughs> but now she's uh, she's doing good now, though. She's on the show on BET, but I'm on NBC. <laughs> <laughs> but who's counting? Well, Nobody's counting. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, let's talk Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Yes. Um, so we talked about this on a regular uh-huh. episode. We definitely split a little bit. Now, so I saw some of the emails. People more sided with you. They didn't, didn't mind the uneven I really tone liked and, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be the outlier on this episode okay. for sure. All right, you're the outlier. Yeah. So Tiffany, you liked it. Tell us, I loved it. Tell, mm-hmm. tell us why. I loved it because not only was it funny, but also it had that drama in it and the reality of mm-hmm. what's going on out there. And I liked my favorite part was that when it was saying that she's like a, a New York four, but a Gaza 10. I thought that was so dope. Cause I'm like, Ooh, well then I'll probably be a 20 out there. You know? <laughs> like I need to go visit that place. But I love also, I feel like, I don't know if they use real troops or not, but I feel like it was real Marines in there. I feel like they were real. And if they weren't, they're really great actors. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing I liked about it too. And, and is, is, you know, having done a bunch of comedy tours in Afghanistan and Iraq, that was the thing that I, it did feel, it did feel real enough to me, even though you're kind, it is kind of a comedy, but it's like you say, Tiffany, it it had more drama in it than comedy, I think. Right. And this part of the, the problem I think the movie had was it was going, it was fighting against itself because the trailer made it seem like it was a straight comedy. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's really, there's really serious stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And like, for instance, when, um, her boyfriend, she starts dating the oh, Scottish Martin dude. Martin Freeman. Yeah, Martin Freeman. Yeah, when he goes, great. when he's great. And it's great to see him in this type of a role because yes. he's always been, you know, the Hobbit or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when he well, goes, Watson when he, Sherlock, who was, yeah. he was actually a vet. Yeah. Right. He gets abducted, right? Yeah. So that's, that's no joke. And that's, that has happened, you know, that, you know, journalists have been abducted Absolutely. over and there. Killed. And that was to see her work that, and she's like, "Okay, no joke. I'm gonna go get this dude." And she, she was a hero. Oh my god, it was such a great. She goes into Alfred Molina's office. I mm-hmm. love that scene. So Alfred Molina throughout the whole movie is hitting on her, mm-hmm. um, and he's this Afghanistan official, and and he and she goes in there and she's like, "All right," or you could say an Afghan sketch character. Right, right. He yeah, was, he was. He uh, was so good, though. It was so good. I loved Alfred Molina. Yeah, I know you I, didn't find it. Buy it. You no, didn't buy I it. Didn't. It worked for me. Okay. Um, You've obviously never dated a Middle Eastern dude because they act like that. <laughs> <laughs> they act just like that. Uh, guilty as charged. <laughs> well, there you go, dude. Maybe you should date more Middle Eastern guys. <laughs> that part. Um, because that that was the thing. She goes into the office, and I thought this was such a cool scene. So he's been he's been hitting on her the whole movie, mm-hmm. um, and he's like has a bedroom in his office, yeah. and and that is sort of true. I mean, especially in Afghanistan, women are have are so not even close to equal footing. Right. It's it's unbelievable. So she goes into his office and like is like, I want to, you know, I need to get, I need some help from you to get my friend out. And he's like, well, all right. And they they shot it really well. She stands up and he's like, and she starts unbuttoning and you're like, no way. She's going to sleep with this cat just to help her, her boyfriend. That's amazing. Pulls out the footage of him. She goes, that's you dancing. <laughs> at a party. At a party with Westerners and alcohol. Like, you're done. Right. Like, the Taliban, the hardliners will throw you the fuck out. And then and that's how she gets them. It was those kind of scenes that were sort of, to me, typified what I liked about mm. the movie in the sense that 
it was kind of funny, mm-hmm. but also kind of for real. And when she started unbuttoning her coat, I was like, oh, God. I love the relationship between her and the and her tour guide or her guide or whatever. Mm-hmm. That relationship. What was his name? Oh, the big buff dude? Yeah, the big buff dude. I love that relationship where he was like, you could tell he cared about her, but he couldn't touch her. Or like she wanted to hug him, but they oh, couldn't the, hug him. Yeah, and they, the like, they, yeah, the Afghan guy. Who's actually Hispanic, right? Um, yeah, that was, let me find his name. It was, he was such a good actor. Like, he was so good. He was conveying so much emotion with barely any words. Christopher Abbott. Yes. That was such, that's a great scene you're talking about. Yes. Where she does something stupid and gets out and there's a, there's, a, there's like some protest. She's like, oh, I got to get the footage. And all these men see her. She's in a burqa. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, it almost gets, it almost gets ugly. Yes. Yeah. I thought she was going to get beat, like stoned to death. Yeah. Now, the one thing I did like is that it did show um, how you can get addicted to the adrenaline, whether right. you're a soldier or a reporter. The end result is the same. And that kind of happened towards the middle and end of the film. Mm-hmm. But you also saw where, some people get addicted to it and they don't care. They mm-hmm. just, this is, well, this is what I'm going to do. I don't care. I need this. That bad. Well, the, and it, it leads into PTSD. Like mm-hmm. what you were saying too. They, they talk about it in the, I mean, the movie they call, they refer to Kabul as the Kabubble. Right. Because mm-hmm. you're in this sort of bubble and you're, and you're, the, well, there's that scene. And, and this is why I love the spoiler ups because we couldn't really talk about this in the regular ups. So when Margot Robbie goes out to get this story and there's a fucking rocket attack and she's blown up and she's in the hospital and Tina Fey says, it's, she, she realizes how fucked up. She goes, I'm jealous that my friend almost died. She goes, that's fucked up. <laughs> like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't be thinking that way. And, and Margot Robbie's character does whatever she has to do to get the story when they both right. are back in New York. Mm-hmm. And that to me was like, wow. It summed up how insane the whole scenario is, how it is such an adrenaline an addiction mm-hmm. like and and I, it's reminded me of when i went over there in 2006 and i was with shay matash mm-hmm. and we're walking. oh i love shay she's she's yeah, she's, she's all, a nut she's she's <laughs> crazy but you ha- like all the comics i know that went over there are almost a like all comics are crazy mm-hmm. but the ones that went over there were even a little crazier they kept going back right mm-hmm. because it was part of that addiction to the adrenaline. The adrenaline and the crazy shit. And like, I remember one time, so Shema and I uh, were walking around Bagram, the main base there. And, you know, she's just in jeans and a t-shirt. But that's the most skin that, and they have locals on the base working. Mm-hmm. That's the most female skin these cats have seen. And mm-hmm. like, here's a Western woman, hair pulled back, a little bit, not a lot of makeup, but a, mm-hmm. more than what they're used to. Mm-hmm. Like, she looks like a stripper to them, you know? And they're like, well, let's take a photo. And like, oh, we take a photo and it's cute. And I'm telling you, within 30 seconds, there were 20 guys. And I'm like, and this is this is 06. So this is before you had a phone on your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a, a camera, camera on your phone. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, finally get the camera ready. And she's like, Graham. And, and then some guy, like, they grabbed her ass. They like, and it got, and we're on a fucking American military right. base. And it got that crazy that quickly and she was like, and I'm like, all right, we're out of here. And then I was, she was like, God damn it. And I was like, I was like, man, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. She goes, man, this guy grabbed my ass and all this shit. Cause they couldn't, it shows you the culture. It's why like kind of what Tiffany just said about Afro Molina's character. It wasn't that outlandish because that's the, the Afghanistan society is 
is crazy behind. Yeah, you, way behind. You're not allowed to touch another woman that's not your wife and or sister or mother. So they are out there porn galore, okay? They on them phones like, ah, like yeah. the technology ruined them. There was that one guy who was, yeah. who was working for the reporters who's in there just watching porn in the middle yeah. of the time. Donkey porn yeah. at that. Like, <laughs> well, here's the thing, too. And that's it, a comic that was in, that was a com- comedian. Really? That's Fahim. Um, Fahim Noir, I think his last name is. Uh, uh, Fahim. So Christopher Abbott played. <clears throat> Christopher Abbott plays the character named Fahim. Yeah, plays the character named Fahim, and, and then, then the guy that Fahim Anwar played that yeah, guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fahim Anwar is the comic. Yeah, about. and he was great, and he ends up getting blowed up and killed because he's trying to. He was snitching, basically, like p- telling everybody. Like I, I was like, "Dang, that's some game banger shit right. that's happening in the Middle East." Like, oh, my homies can get you to the nine one one on what's going on and tell you everything. That whoop whoop, like what you want to know. I get my homies to come out, then you get the homies to come out. They see the cameras and stuff, and they like, "We finna fucking sh- shoot y'all up. We finna yeah. kidnap <laughs> these motherfuckers and shoot everybody up." And then they got bombed by a damn drone. I know it was the most, and it shows the whole fucked up scenario of the situation he is he's working with the reporters the fahim um mm-hmm. his actual his character's name is jawi actor yeah, fahim Jawid. or actor fahim actor fahim jawi 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 this is this is a hard name to, to get straight but he in the film that was really cool and it showed how and 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 i remember talking to soldiers who were like they have what they call a terp an interpreter and they're like i don't know if this cat is working for us or if they're interpreting properly, if or, they're interpreting properly and he could be saying anything to you that he could be saying, look, when you guys leave, I'll give you 10 grand and then you can blow the Americans up and then turns the Americans and says, yeah, yeah, he's cool. He's going to give us the information. Right. Like, and that, what th- that scenario showed, um, that Tiffany was just talking about. So he's like, cause they're like, we got to get into this province. That's the thing. Cause, cause the news, the stories dried up. Because mm-hmm. everything was talking about Iraq and who gives a shit about Afghanistan. So it's like, we got to go because part of it- We got to get deeper in there. We got to get deeper in there because part of it is not just the adrenaline rush, but that's their job. If well, you're not getting, your stories aren't getting bought or le- you know, you're well, in trouble. That's what I found really fascinating too. And it goes back to the movie Network where it's, it all, it, now it's a business. News mm-hmm. is a business and it's all about yep. ratings. So now- Oh well, if no one cares about Afghanistan stories, then we we won't show them anymore. We'll just you know we'll, you know we'll we'll do fluff pieces or or whatever, and that's what happens. Like, well, no one cares about Afghanistan. Well, maybe because you're not covering it properly. Right. Maybe if you mm-hmm. presented it like an actual news organization, people would care a little more. Oh, people are tired of it. Really? Right. Really? Yeah. So America's gonna, longest running war. Yeah. So you uh, <laughs> we're still there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are tired of it, but that it's, that's an excuse not to cover it anymore. And it it just goes back to the big issue that you know network was was so ahead of its time. Right. Where you know it's all corporate media. It's mm-hmm. all about ratings, and it's all about uh, reality uh, TV. Yeah, reality TV. I mean, you know, Donald Trump is the logical you know apex of that. Is <laughs> yeah. uh, is now <laughs> you know it's not news. It's a sh- it's a carnival show. Right. And, and the, the future president so, might be a reality TV star. So are we um, are we covering any of the other candidates? No, you cover the craziest one because he's so entertaining and he's and it. Which is telling ratings. kids it's okay to be outrageous. It's okay to say whatever the hell mm-hmm. pops into your mind first because you're going to no yeah, yeah, no get rewarded for it. Yeah, you're going to get rewarded for it. And this was and uh, you can be friends with the KKK and still run a country full of everything. Right, sure, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, unbelievable. It matter. Yeah. like that. That's such a great example. Like the the. Classy, nope, 
step the fuck back. Look who, I mean, like, look, I, I, Duck I, Dynasty is a TV show. Not anymore. Mm. Oh, thank God. <laughs> but but the, I mean, like, that, 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 whole, that whole environment. Now, can you imagine, too, if you're a reporter and you've put your life on the line in a war zone, Afghanistan, Iraq, anywhere, and then your boss is telling you, yeah, no one cares. No one's really interested anymore. It's not, not getting ratings. It, it, basically, what you're doing doesn't matter. Right. And that has to be horrible to, to hear because you're doing important work. There's no more important things than covering actual news at a news channel, you would think. But turns out, not as much the case. That was some of the things that I really liked about the movie is you saw the politics within the network that, yes. she, mm-hmm. that she had to, and everyone had to navigate. Right. And then you saw the 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 thing that like the relationship i really like the relationship with martin freeman because it's like is this a real one or is this just we're in a crazy war situation and we're hooking up right like and then the end where she goes back and she's now like a reporter right. on on the you know the nightly news or whatever and he's in town on his book tour because of course he turns it into a book mhm and he's actually like when when she left Afghanistan, it looked like he was addicted and mm-hmm. was never going to leave. Mm-hmm. Right? Even getting kidnapped, almost killed, didn't matter. This is to him that was the new reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to see him actually, no, he did eventually get out and write a book about it. And um, make it sound like jail. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he finally got out. He's addicted to them sales. <laughs> so and then it, it kind of left on like a. Uh, uh, almost like an ambiguous note. Well, like, well, did they get together afterwards, or did they continue the relationship, or was it eh, that was that part of our life, and now it's over? And we're to me, I, on. To, I, how I took the ending mm-hmm. because um, he and and they do this very cool behind the scenes. So he's on a live feed, but they're on a commercial break. Mm-hmm. So she's he's like, yeah, I'm going to be in town in New York, and you know, I'd love to. Maybe we catch a coffee, and she's like, "Oh, okay." I, and I, to me, I saw her like kind of light up, like, "Oh shit, maybe yeah. we can." Part two, she got moist a little bit. That's yeah. what I saw. <laughs> she got a little wet right there. Yeah, <laughs> they gonna do it when it gets in town. And yeah. is it gonna just be a? She's gonna be reaching for the perfume and lotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me that success. <laughs> he gonna eat this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is is like that's how I took it. Like, I and and maybe this is me like being a hopeless romantic. I was like, well, I. What I saw in her was like, maybe when they meet in New York, they're going to hook up, but also have the, hey, let's try to make this work now. We're both out of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. I'm Sleepless w- in Afghanistan? Yeah. <laughs> like, Hilarious. Because if he's just a, if he's a, if he's a book, he's a writer now, I mean, he's just selling mm-hmm. books. Maybe. Why, why not live in New York or DC or wherever she's right. Or maybe she ends up hooking up with Billy Bob Thornton later on when he comes back from oh. the war. Because I loved that character a lot. Because he was telling her all the business and he was so nasty but so professional with it. And he was, and he helped her. Like, she had to at least give him a hand job for that or something. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was the thing that I liked, and I'll give him credit. He did a pretty good job. He, pretty, he did a damn good job. Of like, I believed I've met a lot of Marines. Right. And Marine officers. Yeah. And he was like one of them. Yes, he was. I have to say, for me, I've dated a lot. I haven't been over there. Uh, and I haven't dated any. (laughs) But you gotta get out there. You gotta date some (laughs) Middle Eastern guys, (laughs) Marines. Uh, I found him to be the most believable and entertaining character. 
uh, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton. It was my favorite character. And then I like when they went to the village and the well was blown up. Like the second time, he's like, we're not going to repair it this time. And those women lured her in there. Like, mm-hmm. first off, anybody covered up from head to toe trying to get me to come in somewhere, I'm not going. <laughs> I was like, don't go in there. I was like a typical black girl in the movies. Like, what are you doing? Them bitches finna whoop your ass. Don't do it. They about to stone you, bitch. Don't do it. And they went in there and they unveiled themselves. And I wish they would have turned the camera around because I know all them heifers had on Chanel, Gucci. They had the MAC makeup on, the fake titties, all of that. Because they be killing it under them burkas. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because they be, my friend, her dad is from there, right? And he smuggles. He has like a black market of makeup and like designer clothing and all that stuff. And those women buy it. They have money. Mm. And they they wear it to show off to each other. It's like really like in America how we dress, like we say we dressing for our man. But really, we dressing to make the next bitch jealous. And that's what they doing over there, okay? They just cover it up so the men don't see and they be like, yes, bitch, why? They come out the thing. <laughs> and so they was telling her, like, we want that well because that's what we get to show off. You know, we get, well, that we was, want that thing to be blowed up because well, we want to walk to the river. Well, that was so cool because that's another thing. And I've heard of those types of stories, not that specific one, but those types of things. It's like you come in and you're like, America, let's make it better. And it's like, well, no. Walking, that's how the women got to socialize. Right. That's how they got it to- It was part of the culture. It's part of the culture. It's how they interact. And we come in with an American- Mindset. Mindset. Whether it's a conservative or a liberal mindset, mm-hmm. it's American and we don't get it. Mm-hmm. I've heard some women say, I mean, some women, definitely many Afghanistan women are like, I hate the burqa. It's awful. It's oppressive. Some women, not not many, but some- we're like, actually, I liked the anonymity of it mm-hmm. because I can wear, like you say, whatever the hell I want underneath mm-hmm. it. And I am a. You could nun. wear a Batman costume. Mm-hmm. Wear, I would, I I would look, look, you know, Janet Jackson's been walking around in a burqa and stuff. Did you know that? Because no, uh, who no, she's married to, she's married to this prince and stuff, right? Just like, oh, the prince of Dubai or something like that, she's married to some rich Middle Eastern dude she married to, right? B- billionaire, okay? And she has to wear like the burqa and all that stuff. And she likes it because what? I don't have to put on a whole bunch of makeup. Yeah. I can be, I can be fat if I want to. I can be whatever I want to be under this thing where I can walk around here in a two piece bikini with my muffin top hanging over it <laughs> and nobody gonna say nothing because they can't see it yeah also like you said it's eminent like she's janet jackson mm-hmm. famous all mm-hmm. over the world like you can't she can't just go wherever she wants to but she got that burka on she can be in big lot shopping like it ain't nobody business <laughs> you know what i'm saying She's and nobody's going to say anything. I, I, I want to know that Janet Jackson is going to Big Lots. That's in a, in a burka. And buying couches yeah. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> she's buying great. It's like a big thing at M&M's. Yeah, yeah. she goes in, how much for the whole lot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to buy the store. Yeah. <laughs> just have the prince show up and just yeah. put this on the back of the truck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But that that was a cool, that was such an, another good example of why I like this movie. Because... Mm-hmm. So they keep going back to this. They built this well, and it keeps getting blown up. And then, as you say, the the, the village women bring her in, and they talk. And then, and she then pulls Billy Bob Thornton aside, and like tells him, and he goes, "Good, I figured it." You know, like I forget what he said, but he's like, "Yeah, because the or like they'll get their wish. We're not, yeah, 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 we're yeah. not doing it anymore. Yeah, like because that was like the third time they blew it up. Yeah, and and that's part of the other thing too. If you if you notice this. When they go there, Billy Bob Thornton starts taking off his shoes because he's got to go in the tent with the elders. Right. And that I've heard so many guys tell me, like, man, we got to deal with the elders. I remember this one guy, the first time I was in Afghanistan in 04, and he was uh, he was an artillery guy. And he was like, he goes, we, 
and, and all the news stories were starting to be towards um, uh, Iraq. But he said, I'm meeting with village elders who are walking around saying, I'm glad the Americans are here because we couldn't do this at night before when the Taliban was in power. Um, but they all told me all of the like the protocol and the – you want to talk about a great Burka story. Trish Sir was over there. She's a stand-up comic who's been over there a bunch. And she wanted to go – you know, Trish is like, I want to – she's from Kentucky. Like, let's get on. Let's get – like, she's fucking <laughs> <laughs> crazy. So goddamn ballsy. <laughs> she's told me she was like – you know, made friends. And of course, that's the other thing. When you're a female comic over there, sure, whatever you want. If I'm like, hey, can I? They're like, well, maybe. But she goes, wanted to go on one of these where she went and talked to, was sitting in with the, the soldiers, the, talking to the, 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 the head guys or whatever. And she like moved or something her leg she was like sitting in the back and moved her leg and a little bit of her ankle started to show and this guy flipped the fuck out really oh yeah she was in a full burqa because that she had to wear one but she wasn't sitting properly and her ankle came out her, like what her and like she had shorts on underneath so mm-hmm. her exposed ankle and the guy flipped out like because you know, he got hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> and was like Oh, it would be like if you whipped your dick out at a business meeting. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Which I've done, and sometimes it makes the deal go through. <laughs> but if that's how they react, and she told me that story. And so that's what I was thinking when you go into that that village scene. And then the way Billy Bob Thornton, he's like, nice job. But of course, he says it as a Marine. He's not mm-hmm. all cuddly about it. Right. Mm-hmm. I love it when she's like, what about the your, your soldiers? They're not soldiers. They're Marines. Like mm-hmm. the Marines are <laughs> very hardcore about They think they're the badasses right. and everyone else is a bunch of pussies. Mm-hmm. Like that's how they think. Doesn't every branch of the military think that? Mm-hmm. The Air Force. They're nicer. They're nicer. Mm-hmm. The Air Force, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the Marines, the the Army kind of thinks that certain branches of the Army, you know. Are like, and the Navy thinks that too. And I'm like, you paint boats all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you paint. You paint and you shoot guns from a long, long, long ways away. <laughs> and you clean airplanes. <laughs> well, that's the Marines. They're always like, well, the Navy's great. They get, when we got to go fight a war, they give us a ride. Yeah. <laughs> that's their, that's their uh, attitude. Yeah. Um, they're the transpo. <laughs> yeah, they're transpo. 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 So that was really cool. I, that's the thing I, I, I did really like about this film was was how they they depicted all of that. Um, what else? Anybody else got anything? Any specific scene you want to bring up? When, uh, when they were touching hands on the suitcase. Oh, that was so dope. Because you know he's not allowed to touch. Uh, Fahim, the character oh, Fahim, yeah. wasn't allowed to like. She was leaving. She was right. saying goodbye forever and. He, you know, he came back when he told her he wasn't going to deal with her no more. He came back after two years. He got two kids and all this stuff. And then she wanted, you could tell she wanted to hug him real bad. And she yep. even said, this is right here is in my culture. We would be hugging right now. And he's like handing her her suitcase and then her hand touched his hand a little bit. And then he pulled his hand away. I almost cried. I almost cried. I was like, that's sexy right there. He could have got the business right there. <laughs> well, that's a great that's a great example because when I when when I was watching that scene, I was like, if she hugs him, I'm gonna be like, this is bullshit. This right. would never right. happen. And they did it the right way. Mm-hmm. And and going back to the scene where she does that crazy shit, right? Mm-hmm. So where she gets out and her life was in danger, and afterwards he's like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And he says it to her, and he tells this long sort of Middle Eastern parable, and then she goes, 
the American version. What are you, what are you saying? And, and right. he says, okay, you want the American version? You're crazy. You're putting lives in danger and you're addicted to this shit. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And that was like, that scene I mean, was- You should have started with that. Well, yeah. he told her that, like what, like three or four things, like a year before he yeah. told her yeah, that. Like, yeah. He's like, look, I was a nurse. People would come in. they come in with a kid with their leg broke, their arm broke, and they would say they need this or whatever. We'd give them the medications or whatever. And it was like, you start to wonder who broke, how did the kid really get hurt? What are they really there for? Mm-hmm. They're addicted to the drug. You know, yeah. and then he would. That's what he was explaining to her. Like, you know, you can get addicted to this, and she's like, uh, oh, like it's like she doesn't even realize what he's trying to tell her. Mm. Like, slow your roll, girl, because this know. is dangerous. Yeah, and he lives there. Mm-hmm. Right, he's, he's not an American everything. coming yeah. in to be a little tourist or a reporter and then mm-hmm. leave. Well, he grew up there. I, yeah. I will say, like some of the points you're making, some of the uh, actual scenes I did like, but overall, the movie just the. I, it, it didn't work for me, just the way the tone went. What about the dogs fucking everywhere? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Every time she horny, she look out the window, there's some dogs getting it. <laughs> that was hilarious. But that was so funny. Like, all of those, that's the thing I liked about the movie. You had these scenes, like the scene where he's telling her about mm-hmm. the, the people coming when he was a nurse and they mm-hmm. were addicted to the drugs and he was like, watch out. Mm-hmm. And then you would just see the absurdity because... Of like two dogs fucking. You would just see this crazy right. shit because that's what the whole experience... I remember... Was it always the same two dogs? I don't remember. <laughs> it was seemed it? like it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was like they was in a long-time relationship yeah. for years. <laughs> and Maybe. then an Australian dude who wasn't really Australian. Oh, God, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That was her... The, the, the Australian guy was her security detail. He was actually Canadian. He was actually Canadian. And that was hilarious. And he had a glass jaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't a badass at all. Yeah. And that's so many, I saw so many people that were like bullshitters. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the one guy at the party at the embassy is like, well, my agency protocol, like you're not in the CIA. Get the, and they're just like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you can say anything when you're over there and people yeah. might believe it. That's And oh girl, what about when, the, when she first walks into this group home or whatever, yeah. like a reporter home <laughs> and she's like, are you fucking your detail? I'm gonna fuck him. And can, yeah. I, can I fuck him? Can I have him? Would you mind? Do you mind yeah. if I do you mind if I take that dick? Like she's like she's like yeah go ahead I have a boyfriend at home. She's like when your pussy's eating your leg. <laughs> like, yeah, she, she said that. Call me when your pussy's eating your leg. And it was just like wow. And then of course her boyfriend cheats on her. Yeah. Right. And then on she Skype. sees it. On yeah. Skype. On Skype. <laughs> but again, like I heard about those stories over there. They would have these video phone and video chat rooms when you go over there as a comedian. And I remember one guy in a art guy loves crying and like screaming at his girl back home in Afghanistan, slams the phone down. Um, I heard the, the same guy, the artillery guy that told me about going to the village and meeting with the elders and the guy saying, you know, it's so much safer here since the Americans took over. He was like, cause he was a sergeant. So he was in charge of a bunch of guys and he was older, married with mm-hmm. kids and he was in charge of a bunch of young guys, 20 year old mm-hmm. dudes or whatever. Right. And he's like, man, if I get an, if another guy gets a dear John letter, you know, I got to take away his weapon. And then there's a stigma around that because there's a high suicide rate. Oh wow, It's so mm-hmm. stressful. And then you get some bad news from back home your girlfriend's cheating on you or whatever and man you go crazy and so tina fey went through that right mm-hmm. which is going to happen mm-hmm. like i always when i would see these young guys like oh i got to get married before i go to our side like, why don't no, do that no 
My friend, she married. Okay, we was in foster care. Okay, when I was in foster care, and my friend, she's a foster kid, and she just wanted a husband and stuff. And I'm like, cool, but don't marry nobody that's gonna get took away. So like, if you're gonna get married, don't marry no dope dealers, and don't marry no dudes in the military because we're in a war right now. So he's gonna get took away. She didn't listen to me. We was we used to go down to uh, San Diego on the weekends and just like call ourselves hooking up, giving with dudes with benefits, right? <laughs> so um, she hooked up with this dude and married him. Like, and he was only 22. She's 20 like don't marry this dude you're not even drinking yet right she moves down to the base he gets deployed right he's gone for a year she's like hey she's working in the convenience store on the base what you gonna do all these fine ass marines yeah. coming in you gonna hit some of that right yeah. so she hits it she t- she's too damn honest because you know when you in the system there's no like you need to like report like tell what's been going on in your life so she tells her husband what she did with one of his fellow marines this mug goes berserk she said i thought it was gonna break the laptop i really thought it was gonna break the laptop or whatever and so then when he comes back he's ready to whoop her ass right ready to beat her she pregnant by somebody else oh, wow. and that dude wasn't even a marine she was pregnant about she was pregnant about the weed man so it was so stupid oh my but god this is a movie in and of itself yes but this no i've heard these stories so much this yeah, is so it's common. so crazy so, it's so like why after, don't they shouldn't know. allow them to get married like if you so what happened after that i'm like so hey, after i want to know the story <laughs> So after that, she got divorced from him. He took his son. He took custody of his son. Left her with the other baby. She uh, tried to stay, stay with the dope dealer. The dope dealer abandoned her. She's by herself. Then she moved to Georgia. Ends up start dating a dude that work at a grocery store. She start working at the grocery store. He fired her from the grocery store. Marries her. She got like three more kids. And only two of them are by the dude at the grocery store. The other one, we not so sure about. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. Five kids, three or four baby daddies. Crazy. So watch the Carmichael, you guys, <laughs> on Sunday night. <laughs> For some life lessons. Crazy in Atlanta. That's what she is. That's what she is. But I think the military, they shouldn't allow men to get married or any of their soldiers to get married till after they finish their you thing or something. Back because it's just too hard. I mean, I know, I know. I know guys I knew that were older that were married could handle it better. they could handle it because saying? they had yeah. they had a solid marriage going in and they had mm-hmm. some real conversations yeah, what the fuck are you doing getting married when you're 20 yeah I, I don't care to, what your job even is. if you're yeah. not in the military yeah, yeah i yeah. think you shouldn't get married till after 25 i think after i can't argue with that i, I think i mean me yeah. i would say after 30 like i would wait till you know who you really are i got married after 30 and i still got divorced right so it doesn't like it, I, don't know. I got married right before 30 and i got divorced but that's a whole nother story <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother lifetime movie right there that's a lifetime movie <laughs> the chronicles of she's not ready for this <laughs> so now um, is that in a bottle too she ain't ready <laughs> <laughs> that's the new that's the monostat the new monostat she ain't ready <laughs> yeast infection cream she's not ready <laughs> she's not ready get it together girl <laughs> 
Um, all right. Well, I think that's it. I think we covered Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. We did indeed. Yeah, we did. You every know, aspect of it. Every every aspect of it. Guys, we'd love to hear your comments. You know, go yes. to the message boards or the Facebook page and let us know what you thought of this Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. So, Tiffany, now uh, we can see you on uh, the Carmichael Show on NBC. Yes. You can see me on the Carmichael Show on NBC Sundays at 9. And also, you'll be able to see me in a movie. Mm. And maybe I'll come back and talk about it with you guys. And you can tell me how bad it is or how good it is. <laughs> <laughs> What's the film? It's called Keanu. It's with Key and Peele, and it's coming out April 29th. Those guys are mm-hmm. so goddamn Yeah, it's funny. a comedy, so yeah. Those guys are Great. so funny. Oh my God, those guys are funny. It's a comedy action flick about pussy. <laughs> Is that the poster? Is that Literally. Comedy action movie about pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Those two guys back to back with guns, and then you. And then there's, the, a, and then there's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, and where can people find you online? Oh, Do you can. Follow my fan book, my fan page on Facebook, Tiffany Haddish. Uh, Twitter is Tiffany Haddish. My Instagram is Tiffany Haddish. My my uh, and my Snapchat is Tiffany Haddish. And if you really want to talk to me face to face, you can get on my Tango, and that is the Last Black Unicorn One. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, guys, yeah, definitely follow Tiffany. Um, I've never even heard of Tango before. I don't know what oh it is. Oh, my gosh. Tango is so dope. You could talk to people in jail from it if they got a phone with a camera. <laughs> wow, that I sounds have, great. I have such a following <laughs> of prisoners. And um, Italians hit me up on it all the time. <laughs> Anybody that's into, like, unicorns and shit, they hit me up. Like, mm-hmm. I talk to people all the time. Like, my phone chimed off, like, three times. It vibrated in my lap wow. since we've been doing it. So, I'm sure it's child time is over in well, Alabama. All right, so Tiffany Tango Foxtrot. Tiffany <laughs> 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 Tango Foxtrot. Shout out to everybody in lockdown listening yeah. to comedy films. Yeah, they're yeah. listening. <laughs> they got iTunes on their phones oh, well, in there. There's Wi Fi in jail. You'd be surprised. All right. Thanks, fellas. Let us know what movies they get you get to watch. <laughs> <laughs> they watch everything because they get the soapbox, some app called Soapbox. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. We've so, learned a lot. And, you know, and we do ship to prisons. Yeah, we ship to prisons. Yeah. yeah, if you can get a hold of a credit card yeah. somehow. <laughs> Shit, they got it. Don't get it twisted. Okay. <laughs> they got it. They take care of whole families in there, man. You'd be surprised. All right. You know, well, you, people do strange things for a cigarette. Okay. <laughs> they pay good money. It's like $10 for one cigarette. Well, then you get a couple cigarettes, you could buy one of our t-shirts and we'll ship it. <laughs> Perfect. What if they I know you it? have kind of a kind of one outfit you're typically wearing. In, uh, in what if they, no, they have outfits and they have Jordans in there and all kind of stuff. They'd be dressed to definite. You'd be surprised what's going on in these federal prisons, man. What? Oh, you would federal. be surprised. Yeah, that's different. In regular prison. Really? Yes. You all would right. be surprised. We, don't go, but no, I, I, I should tango somebody right now so you can see. <laughs> They be like, hey, wait, hold up. I got to get the phone out my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's real butt dialing right there. <laughs> I'm like, why is it so dark? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, watch Cart Michaels, follow Tiffany Haddish. Uh, and um, I think that's it, man. I got, uh, what do we got going on? I'm doing, uh, I'm out in um, Lake Havasu next week, March 30th and 31st. Um, April 7th, doing the uh, Pop Divas podcast at 6 o'clock at the Improv Lab uh, with Joe Wagner. And then I'm headlining uh, Improv in Las Vegas uh, April 19th through 24. 
Very cool. So. And uh, next week, I will be uh, launching my Kickstarter for my graphic novel, Long Ago and Far Away. Nice. More oh, info on that. Is it going to be an audio version? Because I love listening to audio books no. about fantasy. <laughs> not for graphic novel, <laughs> Oh, okay. Then. You should make one, though, Chris. But yeah, I should make an audio. Why not? Yeah. You know what? It's not a bad idea. I could, be, I could do some of the voices. <laughs> I, I'd like to have you do some of the Let's voices, do actually. This. That'd be Let's really cool. Let's do this. Right. I just learned how to read. Yeah. So <laughs> I just finished it, my, my Baby Can Read program. <laughs> so Let's do it. Oh, this is beautiful. See? There yes, is. I could be her with the big titties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Hey, you guys, check me out in L Magazine, too. I'm going to be in a new edition about uh, female comics. All right. So, yeah. Oh, cool. this is dope. All right, Boy, guys. you got talent. So. <laughs> you got to put a mole on the witch, and that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get on my knees in front of swords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so big. <laughs> you guys got to see this. We'll be launching next week. Long, Long ago, ago and far, far away. away. It'll be available on Kickstarter. Get it, y'all. Get it. I'm going to put $50 on it. Is that cool? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank right, you. Cool. Sweet. You take EBT? Yeah. <laughs> It even has bonus material. That's another fifty dollars off my EBT. That's a hundred dollars. <laughs> you guys use your EBTs for the Kickstarter. <laughs> we'll take whatever we can get. Oh man, this is dope. Uh, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you, Tiffany Haddish, for being on it. Thank you. This has been uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot Spoiler Rep Forty Three. My name is Graham Elwood. and I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember Han, Han shot, shot first. first.